Sometimes life happens. We see you. And you feel all alone. We feel you. With nowhere to go. We got you. So many questions unanswered. We understand. Yeah. And you feel like you can't. That's right. But God wrestle with your own thoughts. Uh, uh, this is for you. Yeah. When life happens and it makes Come. you feel like you are. You're off the beat. Off, off the beat. Off the beat. Welcome to another episode of Off Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Jorge Briz. And today's topic, man, have you ever been in a situation, a relationship, a job, a career, a friendship, um, or, you know, maybe it was a, a, a hobby of yours or whatever the case might have been. You ever been in a situation where you're like, when do I let go? When is it time to let go? Or in other words, when is enough enough? If you are in that situation right now, then you've clicked on the right video. And we're so glad that you're tuning in because today, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about letting go when we want to hold on. We know that in life, sometimes there's a lot of things that we want to hold on to, especially like, I, you know, as we mentioned, Offbeat Podcast, we're all about having real, authentic conversations, real life situations, um, you know, uh, experience personal experiences, our own experiences, we're very, we try to be as transparent as possible to really be able to bring out the message that we are trying to bring out. And uh, we are huge advocates also for mental health, right? And so even when dealing with mental health situations um, in our own personal lives, a lot of times we want to hold on to certain things. And sometimes letting go is the very solution that is the answer, right, that we need. And so today, once again, my lovely co-host Darlene joins me. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today's topic, man, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. And I'm excited to dive into it. What do you want to share a little bit about um, opening, kind of okay. introducing this topic and why it's why it's a little bit dear to you? So letting go when you want to hold on, it has been very important to me because there's been times where God was telling me, you got to let go. And it was like with jobs, um, my relationship, you know, friendships that weren't serving me at that moment. Right. Um, and I just, I stuck around longer than I, not that I should have, but I prolonged, you know, the transition of moving on, moving forward with my life um, yeah. in different um, seasons of my life because I wasn't ready to let go yet. Yeah. 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 It's hard to let go. <laughs> it really is. You know, I think uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, we'll hear messages, you know, we'll hear, you know, uh, even people when they're giving advice, like, mm -hmm. you just let go, you know, but it's easier said than done. It really is. No one, like, <laughs> people need to talk about, like, the effort it takes to let go. Because yeah. part of it, like, part of it is accepting that that season is no longer serving you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think that's what's difficult because as humans, of course, we attach ourselves. Um, I, I'm a firm believer we attach ourselves emotionally, um, even spiritually mm -hmm. and mentally. You know, yeah. we we attach ourselves to people, to even to things, even to yeah. jobs, to careers. We can attach ourselves to friendships and and even when we start seeing, you know, maybe, hey, this isn't. And a lot of times it doesn't even have to be that it's toxic. Yeah. A lot of times maybe it's just like you said right now, it's not serving um, the purpose that 
God is maybe leading you towards. Yeah. And so maybe it's uh, letting go of time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's letting go of those days that, mm-hmm. you know, you're used to committing, um, whatever the case might be. But yeah, a lot of times, you know, um, I'm a big believer that anytime uh, we're going to progress or move forward, you know, God will, you know, a lot of times, not so much, I don't want to say it in a, in a, in an evil way, like yeah. where he requires you to let go. But a lot of times he knows of certain things that if we don't let go of this, it is going to hinder our growth. Yeah, I agree. I think one example of something that wasn't toxic or necessarily bad was um, when I was deciding to keep personal training when God was telling me it's time to let go. Yeah. And it was hard for me because yes, like I would ask for God to bless me with more clients because I was an independent contractor. Right. Um, I was getting blessed with clients, but I knew that God wanted me to step away from personal training. Um, I want to say October of 2022. And my last month of personal training was January of 2023. Yeah. So I waited a couple months. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a hard time because I love my clients. I love personal training. I love the hype of it. I love how free, um, the free time I had. And then I also love the flexibility. Um, for me, it was mostly like, like my clients. Like I, I just loved them. But um, I knew it was time to let go yeah. because um, there's there was a transitioning happening with ownership. And I was just like, there's no way I'm going to keep on staying here with a different ownership. And there was a lot of um, uncertainty at the time. Um, so I decided to move on um, and start looking to careers that was closer to like mental health. And that, yeah. that's what God was also telling me as well is that, um, yes, I could stay in personal training, but yeah. it's, it's not helping me in my growth and the career that I'm I'm choosing to go into. So I did find other opportunities like um, more mental health wise and opening different doors for myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it led you without knowing sometimes. Letting go will lead us towards our purpose. Yeah. Letting go will lead us towards our true passion, you know, and so that's the beautiful thing, you know, that. So, but let's talk about some of the things um, that sometimes, uh, you know, we shared a little bit. There's a lot of personal experiences even that that I can share. And I hope we'll bounce back and forth, you know what I mean? But what are some of the things um, that you've kind of experienced where you've said, man, like, okay. I'm in this situation and I'm in a, uh, how would you say, like, a, what's the street? Man, I'm the cross, ah, cross streets, yeah. right? The crossroads. There we yeah. go. I'm like, that's a, so, you know, we come across a crossroad. Oh. And so, you know, we can go left, mm-hmm. we can go straight or we can go right yeah. or we can go back, you know. And a lot of times it's very difficult, you know, what I mean, in that situation when we reach a crossroad. It's like, man, what direction do we go and what do I need to let go? Because maybe what we carried on um, up until that crossroad, maybe it was necessary, Mm -hmm. but not everything when choosing the direction that we're going to go or going towards the direction that God is leading us, it's not always pleasant. And sometimes we do have to let go some of that baggage that we are carrying on to. So what would you say is, is, is essential Maybe like the first thought process that comes to your mind when it says, okay, it's time to let go. How do we let go? Uh, Me personally, I do experience a little bit of denial. Like I don't, because I don't want to. Sometimes I don't want to let go. Or I'm just like, but God, like, you know, I I always look at the potential of what it could be. Yeah. And I think 
um, what I had to learn was the, the hard truth is that sometimes potential can really blind you of what's going on at that moment. Um, like you're talking about like the what could be. Yeah. The what could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but but what I see, I do believe every single time um, God has told me like that something is no longer serving me. I do feel like I do have those two options. What could it be if I do let go? Yeah. What it could be if I do stay. And that's what I saw like personal training wise and with my past relationship was like, you know, personal training. I could keep on personal training. I could have inconsistency with finances each month. I could continue having a fun time with my clients, um, you know, living the social media life, all that fun stuff. But I knew that it wasn't helping me my career wise and financial wise, or I could let go and start looking towards jobs that were more about my, my, uh, with my degree of counseling. Right. And then even with my relationship, I could have, I could have stayed I could have still, you know, been having this again. It's not, this is never like to, to bash anyone, but like I could have, you know, stayed in that situation and, um, both of our needs was not getting met anymore. We weren't hearing each other anymore. We weren't feeding into each other anymore, or I could let go and we could work on our own selves apart from each other. Right. And then, you know, maybe for our future, we might come back together, meet roads again, but but I think I always had a clearer picture of what things could be if I did stay somewhere or if I choose to let go. Yeah, I love that because it, it's true. I, I, I'm i a big believer. Sometimes God is, it depends. There are situations that I believe in God's permissible will and then God's perfect will. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I believe that we all live in God's permissible will. Like, you know, whether you believe or not, like, if we are breathing is because God's allowing it, mm-hmm. you know, like that's God's permissible will. Like when people talk about why does God let evil happen? Well, because, you know, we all have our own will, you know, yeah. God is, you know, we are created in God's image, you know, and, and so in that, like we have our own will, we can make our own choices. You know, it's always said like God is a gentleman, you know, and he's not going to force, you know, himself upon anyone, you know, to steer them. Now, are there things that can happen in our life that maybe he foresaw? Like, hey, if you don't mm. move or, you know, decide, you know, we can bring added frustration to yeah. us, you know. And one of the most clear moments in my life, I've had a lot of moments. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the most clear moments is when I was it's, when I was a teenager, like right before I gave my life to Christ. I always like uh, joke around with people. I'm like, man. I went to the county jail four times in one month. Whoa, you're busy. <laughs> yeah, I was 18 years old, man. I had just turned 18 in July. And then like, you know, I, summer was popping. I I was living my best, supposedly my best life at that time. You know, things were great with my friends, the homies, like everything was going good. And then all of a sudden, man, like, but I knew God was already trying to get my attention. Mm-hmm. And... And in certain ways, like things were happening, things weren't going, frustration was going on, uh, things were deteriorating, relationships. And in a matter of a month, you know, like I got locked up four times in the county jail. And each time they would release me. They would, they would, it was called the OR. And so I remember the last time though that I went in, I remember I'm like, I got tired. You know, I was finally tired. You know, I'm like, okay, God, you got my attention. You really do this time. And, um, you know, and so I 
finally surrendered, mm -hmm. you know, and I finally just said, okay, God, like you got my attention. I get the message. I get what you're trying to do, you know, and, and, and I know that sometimes in situations, maybe people aren't going to have such an extreme, um, scenario like mm -hmm. that, you know, cause I was in an extreme situation. That was very extreme. It was you, in your face. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> boom, you know, but it was crazy how things like, and a lot of times things will, you know, cause God really, I do believe this, that God really does foresee mm -hmm. things that a lot of times we don't, yeah. you know, and cause I remember like my friends, um, relationships with my friends, they, they started to deteriorate really bad, like mm -hmm. to the point where they started believing rumors about me. They started, um, you know, uh, accusing me of things that I didn't do. Um, you know, I was getting into fist fights with some of my friends and it's crazy because God knew that that's really what was keeping me. Cause each time that I would get out of the County jail, where would I go back to go back to my friends? Yeah. I'd go back to the environment that I knew because that's what felt comfortable. You know, that's what I knew at that time. And God was, you know, it's like, God knew that that's what was hindering me. And, and it's crazy how like just all these things started to happen. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know what I mean? Like till I finally came to that point where I'm like, okay, God, like I surrender my life to you. You know, I can't keep living this life. And I think in a lot of similar ways, like God will try to like, Hey, like, you know, um, maybe you should look into this change. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should, this relationship, is it adding value to you or is it, taking you away from me because yeah. i think that's one of the biggest indicators and a lot of times we don't talk about that is what's the number one indicator is always like is this new relationship is this new hobby is this new career is it drawing us closer to god or is it drawing us further to god yeah you know yeah do you do you what do you what do you have to say kind of about that like um, do you i have a lot to say <laughs> <laughs> well I, first i want to touch on you know God was allowing you to experience to yeah. in that one month going to the county jail four times, <laughs> allowing you to make the decisions to right. to put yourself in that position. And I think I could relate with that with my relationship. Uh, I think my ex and I knew that we weren't working out at that moment, you know, for his for you know our reasons. And I think we kept going back, kept going back, kept going back, and kept trying to make it work and then it kind of came like this last the last time it was like okay it's not working this is not our season right now and we don't know if it's going to be in the future or not but we both had to take accountability and realize that we had to like really let go right now mm -hmm. um and i feel like it, i feel like because god answers prayers if you're persistent, you know, I kept asking God, God, help us, like, help us work, help us, like, figure out a relationship, like, God, please be in the center of our relationship. And I feel like because of that, we were coming back to each other each time. We were, like, you know, um, reconciling. And Sandra, um, you know, she was going to be in the Valentine's Day podcast. Um, she mentioned to me that she used to do the same thing with her ex-husband. God, just like work in him, work in his heart, work in my heart, help us come back together, help us work out. And she was telling me, you know, because she prayed for that, he kept coming back. And it had to get to the point where she decided that she let go so that she can make the change. And then so she could prepare herself for her future husband, which is George now, um, which is pretty awesome. I try to keep that in the back of my mind. And I still don't know if it's going to be my ex or someone else, but I think 
at this moment, I do have to choose to let go and stop relearning that lesson because yeah. clearly it's not working right now. Yeah. Um, another reason, too, is because, uh, yes, I always had my relationship with God, but I would notice, like, if we stayed up late that the Saturday night before, I was not going to church or like if we stayed out of town, like we would just hang out a lot, you know, and, you know, sometimes we would drink a little bit more on a Saturday and then I'll be too lazy to wake up on a Sunday. <laughs> so like, um, I think we weren't trying to, we both always encourage each other to pray together and we had our devotionals that we read together, but we weren't living God-like. We were, you know, missing church, um, we were maybe not spending as much time with our kids. Um, we weren't focusing on our kids having their own relationship with God. And I think now, like, we still talk here and there. Like, he's spending more time reading the Bible with his son. I'm spending more time praying with my daughter, reading a devotional, reading the kids' Bible with her. So I think right now we're exactly where we need to be. And I think we're, right now um, I'm content with how things are. Yeah. No, and, and I think that... I. Thank you so much, honestly, for your for being vulnerable, you know, and for for being transparent, you know, um, because I, I, I a lot of times we can we can speak um, counsel and we can, you know, give advice. And a lot of times we don't understand the context, you know, mm -hmm. of what people are going through, you know. And um, but it's really nice that you're so transparent about talking about this because it it really does. uh I really feel like it can help people that are maybe in a similar situation or going through, you know, because I, I'm a believer in this. Like one of the things that like people have people have asked me before, like, you know, do you do you believe that, you know, um, God puts people together? And my answer to that, it's a it's a very tricky, tricky answer, mm -hmm. because one of the things is like, no, I don't believe it. Why? Because. You know, nowhere in the Bible does it really like, um, you know, unless they were like arranged marriage, right, or mm -hmm. anything like that. But nowhere in the Bible does it really, especially in the New Testament, like of, you know, oh, you know, God bringing people together. It's more like it's left to our choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do believe that. But what I do believe is that the Bible does say this, that, you know, um, to not uh, join together. Uh, it's like uh, to not be unequally, unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. And I love that because basically like. When you're yoked, uh, I've worked the farms in Mexico and, I, and I've and i worked it with animals, you know what I mean? Like in, in, we're in, in lands where we couldn't go into tractors. And so basically like we would have two horses there and mm -hmm. we would, you know, put the yoke on them and we would have to, we were the ones, you know, controlling them. And, but they had to be in agreement, you know, like, um, and, and, and I remember clearly my, my grandpa, I was like, hey grandpa, like why, why did you choose this horse? You know, because we had two horses at that time. I, I had a horse and then my grandpa had a horse and he's like, he's like, no, he's like, he's like, first of all, your horse is inexperienced. He's like, he's strong. He might be stronger than, than mine, but he's unexperienced. Secondly, he's taller than, than my horse. He's like, so they're unequal. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so he's like, so that's why like I borrow this horse from my friend because they're pretty much the same height as my horse. They have almost the same experience as my horse. And they're almost equal to strength. So they're able to pull. It doesn't mean that they're perfect together. And I think that that's what one of the things that a lot of times we're looking for when it comes to relationships mm -hmm. is we're looking for perfection. Do we perfect each other? And I think that's the wrong question is like, do we complement each other? Compliment. And when we're complimenting each other, 
um, and we're equally yoked, basically what that's saying is like, do we have the same standards? Do we have the same principles? Do we have the same values? Because um, disagreements happen, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Challenges happen. Um, you know, time with uh, the kids might deteriorate sometimes. You know, attention to the kids might increase in moments. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all these challenges are going to be happening throughout our life. But being equally yoked is being able to find people that are under the same principles, same yeah. value systems, and that are going to be able to pull each other's weight together, yeah. you know? And so, and that's why, like, I, I appreciate that you're, that you're so vulnerable yeah. because it's like, yeah, you know, there, there's nothing wrong, you know, because I, I, one of the things I hate the back end of that question is like, yeah, that wasn't of God. You know, a lot of times mm -hmm. people say, yeah, that, that relationship wasn't of God. Yeah. And it's like, no way. Like, don't, be, be careful with co-signing God yeah. on your relationships. Like, cause God, it's, it's, that's not what God is. God is not like, I like them together. They're cool mm -hmm. together, you know, because if that were the case, like then playing matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that were the case, we'd all be married to the wrong person. Right. right? If that were really were the case. So, but no, it's like more, it's more like, um, no, like it, it's not that it was a bad relationship. It was just, maybe they just weren't equally yoked at that moment. Yeah. Could it happen in the future? Of course. Could it have happened there, there and then? Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know what I mean? But that's why, like, I, I'm a true and firm believer that it's really just, you know, getting to that place. And I'm glad that that's what you said, that you, you know what, like, we're just not at that place right now. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the future, if we cross roads again, great. If not, great, too. But at least, you know what, you guys are both building e um, uh, each other and building your, your value system and building... Um, your principles and all that stuff so that if that does happen again, then now it's kind of going back to that analogy. Like you guys are both equally yoked yeah. and you guys are now able to pull the weight of life together. Yeah. That was um, a realization that we both kind of had. He mentioned it. I didn't mention it, but I agree <laughs> with him, <laughs> um, even though I fought it a little bit. Um, like when we got together, we saw things we were on the same path. We saw things the same way, like how we wanted to raise our kids, um, how we wanted to have our household, like everything was still the same. And yes, that the bigger picture was still the same, but where, where I'm at in life and where he's at in life is not the same anymore. Like we're both not personal training at the time we were personal training together. We had like a lot of time in our hands. Well, I was busy, but we had, we were seeing each other more. Yeah. Um, but he pointed out that we were just on different paths. And it's very true. I'm in I'm in a state where I'm ready to get married. Like I feel like yeah. well I'll I'll touch back on that. I, as far as like career wise, financial wise, I could um provide as a mother to my daughter and my mom, because my mom lives with me. <laughs> but, um but he's at a place where he's figuring it out still. Yeah. And this is not like this, this is him being honest and I appreciate his honesty. He had told me this before. Like yeah. I'm ready to be a wife while he's not ready yet to be a husband. There you go. And I don't think he meant it in like, I'm not ready to commit to you, but he's, I think he realized that he wasn't in a place to give me that. Yeah. At where he's at in life. Yeah. And I had to respect that. Like, you know, like you said, I think he, we both need to like separate to work on ourselves. I know I had to work on, um, you know, I, I've shared uh, in episodes before that, you know, I have a, a lot of trauma that I 
never really did the inner work for. Yeah. And I've been using this time to work on it because, yes, I'm ready to be a wife. Like, I could cook, I could clean, I could provide financially. Um, I could be, you know, affectionate and whatnot to a husband, but I can't show up mentally for someone mm. fully right now. Yeah. And I'm like in a work in progress. Yeah. And I think for him, he's kind of, you know, he has his own journey. I don't really know, like, full picture what he's going go, going through but i've right. been with him and i know him well enough to know that i gotta let him figure it out yeah right yeah and, and that's and that's the beautiful thing i love having these type of conversations because when it comes to the dating world there's a especially with um within the church there's a lot of different um approaches when it comes mm -hmm. to dating and I, I i'm a huge advocate when it comes to dating in christianity in the church that, man, you just got to let people know each other. Yeah. You know, and the more you encourage people to get to know each other, you know, because one of the things is like, you know, and I get it. There's a lot of different situations and stuff that that can um, can kind of like sway the opinion of people. But I think just kind of bottom line is like get to know each other, mm -hmm. you know, and because once you're married, it's harder to be like, yeah, you know what? You go your way. I go my way. You know, once we're married, it's kind of like. Hey, we're gonna work this out. Yeah, gotta work this out. If not, like you know, well, not everyone thinks like that, and not everyone People thinks like that. People divorce three, four, five times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and 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 so, I know me. I I've I've been divorced. You know, and yeah. so that was one of. The, I was like, I don't want to go through this again. You know, yeah. so, but you know, in the dating period, like we have to be more intentional and have more grace with people mm -hmm. and be like, hey, yeah, get to know each other, yeah. do counseling, do therapy, work on each other and be have honest conversations like yeah. that, like that. Hey, we're not. Are, are, are we fully ready for this commitment? You know, are we fully not? You know, it's kind of like going back. My grandpa was like, hey, you got a strong horse. You got a young horse. You got a tall horse. Mm -hmm. You got a good horse for the rodeo and all that. But when it comes to this, he's not ready for that. Yeah. So I wouldn't even try to, I'm not even going to waste my time to like mm -hmm. teach him this right now because we got to get this done. And so in the same way, we have to be able to be honest and be yeah. like, hey, are you ready for this type of commitment? Um, you know, if not, it's okay. You know, and then at least it gives us, you know, because a lot of times this happens more in Christianity, I feel. In Christianity, it happens a lot more where where we kind of force ourselves to be something that we're not a lot of times, you know, because we want to be godly. Mm -hmm. We want to be respectful. We want to show values. We want to show uh, moral values, all that. And so a lot of times we would just blindly like, yeah, you know what? I love this person. I'm all with this person. And so we ignore the red flags. We ignore like all these different stuff. And then at the end of the day, once we're married, that's when like the I, box opens. I hear it magnifies. It magnifies. <laughs> yeah. It magnifies it to the 10th power. You know, that's when you start to realize like. Jeanette in the background like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's true. Like I, I, I say it from a guy's point of view. Mm -hmm. Like I was always known for, I knew how to conquer the girl. I knew how to. You know, sweet talk the girl. The charm. I knew I knew the charm. You know what I mean? Like I knew what to say, what not to say, you know? And then then, you know, once marriage came, like what happened to all that, you know? Or even before right? marriage, to be honest. Or even yeah, and then even before marriage, like we started, you know what I mean? So so yeah, like so and and it, and I think it's because a lot of times we're scared of the emotion, you know, yeah, as a guy. As a man. As a man, like we're scared of like what if they know the real me? 
That's what I was thinking. Um, well, we talk about we talked about anxious and avoidant attachment in previous yeah. episodes, right? So you have an avoidant attachment style. Right. My ex has an avoidant attachment style. Their fear is their partner knowing that they're not perfect. Right. That they that discovering that they're really not all that. Yeah. But it's like that's kind of like you're not giving yourself grace. Right. You're not allowing yourself to like yeah. make room for mistakes. Yeah. Um and that's what, you know, I wish I could tell him I'll probably, you know, tell him one day, like, like I want to apologize, but I never gave him room to make mistakes. And, you know, that I accept him for who he is. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we gotta give ourselves as well. And like anyone um out there, like give yourself some grace for yourself to make mistakes. You don't have to be perfect. Um, but yeah. I wanted to talk more about unequally yoked. And recognizing the signs of that as well. Yeah. Because you could be unequally yoked in a dating scene and in friendships and family. Yeah. It's a bigger picture. A hundred percent. So I almost started to consider dating someone that was Seventh-day Adventist. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Christian. Non, yeah. Non-denominational. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I did my research, I was like, we are not yoked Right. Whatsoever. <laughs> but different. We ain't yoked up. We ain't yoked up. <laughs> so I had to be kind of quite honest because first, you know, he wanted to be friends, but I knew he had other um intentions with right, me. Right. So I had to be very blunt and honest. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I I told him like I honestly feel like we have different foundations and beliefs and different backgrounds. Right. And I don't really foresee us dating. Yeah. Um and I don't know how he took it, but he, he took it. He, he, took, he seemed to have to take it pretty yeah. well. But I think that's me. That that was me being honest with the roads. Cause you know how I told you, like, I, I feel like God always gives me a clear picture of what can happen. Yeah. And it's like what could happen is that let's say we start dating and we get married and then we're telling your kids, you want to go with your mom, your mom to church on a Sunday or you want to go with your dad on a Saturday? Right. Because Seventh-day Adventists go on a Saturday. Yeah. So it's like I don't want that division in my household. Yeah. In my household, we're going to go to church on Sunday. Okay, we're going to have the same belief. You're going to have some coffee if you want to drink some coffee. You're going to have some meat if you want to eat some meat. Right. Like, that's just like how I grew up. And right. no, no shame on other, you know. Yeah, things, but. exactly. Like, yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about being, having these conversations ahead of times. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we can, because it does go back to that thing, like where God does allow us to choose. Yeah. It goes back to that principle. Um and I and I, don't get me wrong. I understand when people say like, yeah, God brought us together. Like I get what they're saying. You know, yeah. like I, I would say that like, yeah, you know what? God allowed my wife and I to be together, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I'm so grateful for that, you know. But at the end of the day, we did choose each other. And that's actually very powerful. And I think a lot of people don't understand that is that when you choose your partner, like that's a very powerful thing because it's not just like you're allowing God to co-sign that, but you're also co-signing it. You're also mm -hmm. like, yeah, I like this person. Um, and it's good to be upfront with them. And if there is certain beliefs, cause I'm a huge believer in that too. Like, yeah. Like if you are unequally yoked with certain beliefs, like work them out now, because mm -hmm. if you can't work out certain beliefs, you know, um, or if you're not willing to create your own traditions or your own belief system, you know, within, within your own beliefs. Um, cause that's another thing too, is that sometimes there's two sides of the coin where, Sometimes people can have a set of beliefs, but what if those set of beliefs don't translate into your family life yeah. anymore? 
And then there's people that hold on to that and say, no, 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 this is how my family has always done it. No, 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 no. this is how my family mm -hmm. has done it. This is the church we've always gone to. Yeah. This is what we've always done. This is what's worked for them mm -hmm. and it will work for us. And it's like, no, 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 no. So you have, wow. so there's gotta be that, that again, going back to the analogy of the horses, like mm -hmm. if one pulls, the other has to pull. Mm -hmm. If one stops, the other has to stop. One can't pull and then expect the other to just be dragged. It's not mm -hmm. gonna work like that, you know? And so in life, we have to be willing to have those tough conversations with people. You know, I've had a friendship that was a Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah. You know, that's what's funny about it. I had a friend and I still consider him a friend. He's he's a cool guy. If he listens to the shout out to Oscar, he knows who I'm talking about. Woo, Oscar. <laughs> hey, what's yeah. up, Oscar? Um, he's a cool guy, cool guy. But I quickly realized, you know, he was very uh, he was very, um, uh, very passionate about his beliefs, mm -hmm. very passionate. And he was very um, um, how do you say what's that word? Like not, not outspoken um very pressure pressure like he would have put a lot of pressure to to want to to want to sway you to into his beliefs yeah, yeah yeah and so one day man i just you know i would tolerate it you know for the longest and then finally one day i just told him like look um i respect you man you know i got a lot of respect for you but i just don't believe what you believe yeah you know and i think we can be acquaintances but I don't think we can ever create a bond, a friendship, mm -hmm. you know, because, um, you know, we just see things differently. I'm very comfortable in what I'm founded. I know where I come from. I know what I've been through. I know who God is in my life. And I can see the same for you. And it's great. It's, you know, much love, much respect for you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this this can't, you know. Yeah. And it was very respectful. You know, I did it in the most respectful way. And and he respected it. And yeah, and to this day, we still throw comments to each other um, on Facebook and stuff like that. You know, nothing about religion, though, like, but just about that, just to yeah. mess around. And um, but yeah, like we don't but that bond, you know, like that close friendship, like, no, because even in friendship, unequally yoked, yeah. you know, what I mean, like if you're unequally yoked with someone like why try to keep a friendship alive mm -hmm. just because, you know, because that's another thing maybe we can get into it because sometimes we can know people for a long time, right? It physically hurts when you lose a friend, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Or a family member. Or a family member. It does hurt. Yeah. It does. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I sh don't know if I shared this before. I think I did on the first episode I, I ever did with you. Like, I was more into, like, witchcraft before I went back to being Christian. Oh, um, wow. And it was more, it was, like, for, like, a year or two. Like, it okay, wasn't long, no, but no, I was I deep think, in I don't it. think you ever talked about no, that. No, I was, no. well, not witchcraft, like, we, you know, doing, like, voodoo spell, spells or whatever the heck, but it was the more, like. New age style stuff. Yeah, new age, like, um, like, getting my, like, cards read. Ooh. Um, That's. Crystals, yeah. like, I don't know, I don't even remember what else, but, like, talking to the universe. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I had two of my my best friends um, deeply believing in that too. So we bonded over that. Um, now they're now they're they have their their uh, relationship with God. Thank God, one of them got baptized. The other one just you know just started her own um, relationship with God. But um, the one that just started her relationship with God, um, you know, I had to set some boundaries because you know times that I went to her for advice. Um, it was based off like universe kind of stuff and based right. off, you know, the whatever thought process that they have, like regarding 
life and why life happens the way it happens or whatever. And I had to be honest with her. Like, you know, if she was sharing like a book or something, I I just, I don't want to read it. If it's talking about the universe, I don't want it. Because to me, I believe in God. What is this universe? Like, what does that mean? I believe in God. So um, I knew like when I was talking about my relationship that maybe she she wasn't the person I should go to at the time. Right. Um, I love her. No, no shame at all. But like, right. you know, she was single at the time. She had different beliefs than I had. So I had to, I recognized that she wasn't the person I should be going to about yeah. relationship problems. I probably should go to a married couple, a engaged couple that have, uh, that are a little bit more mature than I am yeah. um, on their, as a Christian. So I started going to, um, you know, George and Sandra and yeah. they, um, Sandra helped me a lot. So I think that's how friendships could be unequally yoked too. Just different 100%. beliefs. Yeah. Um, especially if it's witchcraft and you're Christian. It's just. Yeah. It just doesn't. And, and you know what? Like, honestly, like it really, it hurts my heart a lot, you know, to see. And, and again, I try not to be judgmental either, mm-hmm. but it does break my heart a lot when I see a lot of, a lot, I see a lot of, um, you know, people that profess Christianity and then they still get involved in a lot of that stuff, you know, in, in their own way and their own, um, you know, but I'm like, you know, cause the other day I, I was reading this and it even convicted me, you know, and it's like, you know, this person was talking about, um, oh no, it was at my, it was at our church. It was at my church. Yeah. I went, yeah. It seemed like a lot. It seemed like I, cause I went by myself cause Jeanette wasn't feeling good that Sunday. So I went by myself, but, but my pastor, pastor Aaron, he was, he brought up, he's like, um, the seven things that God hates. And I love the way he explained. He's like, you know, when we read that, like, you know, God hates these seven things. And he's like, sometimes we think, oh, God is just, just he's just this mad person and he hates it. But I love the way he said it. He says, like, God hates these things because he knows what it does to us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like our kids. He gave that example. He's like, it's our kids. When our kids are doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Why do we get mad? Yeah. Do we get mad because we hate our kids? No. We get mad or we get upset because we know the harm that it's causing themselves mm-hmm. or it's causing their brother, or causing their sister, right? Mm-hmm. And so in the same way God that's why God hates those things, certain things. And and so he was saying we have to he's like he's like one of the 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 marks of of our maturity is when we start to hate the things that God hates. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we start to love the things that God loves. And and that's a very blurred line for sometimes for people because sometimes people can be so hateful. Even as Christians, they can be so hateful towards the sin, but they can also be very hateful towards people. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. And then there's people that, you know, are very um, just accepting of everything, you know what I mean? And to the point where they will accept just anything just as long as they don't hurt people. Mm-hmm. And we got to have a balance like where it's like, no, like I'm, this is who I am. And I love you as a person, but whatever you're practicing, like, I'm sorry, I can't participate in that. Yeah. I can't take part of that. I, I pray for you. I love you. I'll say what's up from afar. But when it comes to certain things, like I'd rather just not, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And because especially I, I've shared that too in other episodes. We've had even episodes about um, girls that have converted from New Age to Christianity. Yeah. Powerful episodes, man. I'll even put it up there so that people can go check it out. But I've even had my experience with that as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I went into it, but I saw it growing up. A lot of Hispanic 
lot of hispanic Women. cultures yeah <laughs> they get yeah that. no yeah big time man and so i would see the darkness in it mm-hmm. even as a kid i wasn't a christian yet mm-hmm. like i wasn't anything yet like i was just a kid but i would see the darkness behind it and i'm like it just always put this like fear in me like yeah. where i don't want to have anything to do with it and that's why like for a long time even with my clo- with my family from my mom's side uh, sadly like i stayed away from them for the for a long time mm-hmm. You know, just recently from the funeral, um, you know, started getting kind of close again. But yeah, because it was more on that side where I would see it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And not all of them would practice it. I'm not saying all of them would, but it just really did something to me as a child seeing that. And I'm just like, I don't want anything to do yeah. with that. You know, it, I, what's it called? It's like it's like generational, right? So like if I practice it, like those spirits, people say that they could go with your children. But like I don't, I swear I feel like I mentioned it on an episode before. No, I don't think I'm, so. It's the first time I hear it. Really, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. sh- share it now because this is what I guess motivates me <laughs> to never practice that again. Yeah. Um. So when I decided to go back to church and I wanted to be a Christian, I decided I wanted to get baptized. I didn't get baptized until like maybe a year later, um, because my church does baptisms every December, I think, and every September. I don't know. It's like only twice a year. But, um, so I had decided to give my life back to Christ and it was crazy because that week when I decided to give my life to Christ, all my fears was happening. Um, my daughter and I were followed at Target, um, by this guy, like I noticed he was watching us and he was on FaceTime with somebody and, um, you could just tell when someone has kids in their life and you could tell when someone does not have kids in their lives. And I was like, we were in a toy section. I was like, this guy has no business being in a toy section. Like my Mm. intuition is very strong. So I started watching him and um, he was on FaceTime and he was describing the toys. He was describing the toys incorrectly, first of all. And then I passed a screen and there was no, there was two screens there, but no faces. And then um, he's like, I can't find the toy that you guys are asking me for. And he was like, um, he was like, look, I'm on aisle, was it B12 or something like that, right? And I was like, let me look at the aisle. And I looked up and it said E9. And he pointed the camera at me when he said, look, I'm on aisle B12. And then when he did that, that's when I saw the, the, the aisle and it was E9. And I was like, this guy's watching us. And I was like, okay. So I was like, all right, Melanie, hurry up and pick a toy. Like, I was trying not to freak out in front yeah. of her. And then... uh. Um, I was like, you're going to have to pick one or another. Like she was deciding between toys. So she got it. Um, and then we left the aisle and then, um, I turned around he was like in the middle of the aisle by following us. Yeah. I called my little brother, um, which is like kind of like an older brother to me. He's always captain save him. He's always there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I called him and I was like, Hey, like someone's following me. Yeah. He's like, how do you know? I was like, this fool is following me. Where are you at? Target in San Bernardino. He's like, all right. He's like, I'm he's like i'm like 20 minutes away like you got to tell somebody i was like i'm scared to have melanie i don't want like what if he does something right right and he was like do you have your knife i was like yeah but i'm not gonna fight him <laughs> i don't want to fight him in front of my daughter <laughs> so um you know i went to to check out i was like no maybe he, he wasn't he, you know i was kind of like doubting myself i was like no yeah. he's not following me and then i went to self-checkout and then um i was still on the phone with my brother i was like oh he's in line he's in a different line and i was like oh never mind he's following he's coming to my line i was like oh my god he's behind me <laughs> he was behind a couple of people behind Damn. me because he saw me when he saw me he went to the line behind me and then Chewy, that's my brother he was like you got to tell somebody i was like i was like kind of like 
freaking out a little bit like in my head yeah. i was trying not to show my daughter but then um you know i end up checking out instead of check out and then i don't know if you're familiar with san Bernardino's target but yeah you could walk <laughs> where the restrooms are and you could pretty much walk back into the store right and um so i went to the restrooms so walking that way to tell the people in the pharmacy that someone was following me so when i got to the pharmacy i was like hey i think someone's following me my daughter and they were like, excuse me, what? And I was like, I think someone's following me. And I turned around. He was behind me. I was like, he is following me. No. And when I did that, he ran out the store. And that's when I lost it. I started crying. Because Yo, that confirmed to me crazy. that he was following me. Yeah. But my biggest fear is something happening to my daughter and someone right. stealing my daughter. Yeah. Especially like, you know, you hear people. I don't know if you guys know, like on social media, they say like they do FaceTime when they're trying to yeah. look at them. Yeah. And I never really thought that would happen to me. But that was a fear of mine yeah um, so that was scary um and then a couple of days later i don't know if it's because my daughter got scared off my reaction but my daughter was saying she was seeing monsters mm. and i i'm never i never tell my daughter oh don't do that because like a cookie or anything i never scared <laughs> i scare my daughter that way yeah, i'm not yeah, a believer yeah. of that <laughs> so when she was saying she was seeing monsters i was like i was like well what are you seeing she yeah. was like saying like something tall and i was like you know, I started praying over her. I, I did a prayer request at church and I, you know, said everything. And, you know, my daughter stopped seeing monsters. Mm -hmm. So that was like, that was like my sign of, okay, okay, God, I'm not going to do that again. Like, I'm yeah. not going to touch it again because my fears were coming true because I, I feel like I had opened something that I should have had open. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, no, it's, it really, it really does. You know, even, even when it comes to like, um, you know, horoscopes and stuff like that, I don't mess with that, you know, mm -hmm. because I always mess with people, though, like when it comes to that, like because they'll like say their signs and stuff and they'll be like and if they ask me or sometimes like on social media, uh -huh. be like, what's your sign? And like I'll say, oh, I'm a unicorn. Unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes then, I take it lightly. And they'll be like, and they'll be like, what's that? Like, is that a sign? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a unicorn. And they're like, that sign doesn't exist. I was like, none of them exist. <laughs> sometimes I take it lightly. Like I do like. <laughs> acknowledged i'm a capricorn and you know my ex he yeah. always acknowledged he was a capricorn and we do i talk about it lightly but what i don't like don't agree with is like oh like they they, they base your compatibility right based off your horoscope and i'm yeah. just like no like if people, no, two willing like, people yeah. two people who have the same mindset two people who have the same standards can make it work yeah. no one of the one of the ways that i could like best describe it and that's what i'm saying like even when it comes to when enough is enough like i think it, it goes along with it because when we're trying to live our life for god mm -hmm. this is one of the things that i've learned is anything that when you're trying to live for god like everything that you do is going to be meant to glorify him everything that is opposite of that you know like other religions um even witchcraft new age it's usually tied to self-serving Wow, that's a good point. That's the very basis of it, you know what I mean? And and it, when you go back to biblically, like when it comes to the devil and Jesus and everything, like one of the attributes of that is the enemy is self-serving. Mm -hmm. Why was he kicked out of heaven? Self-serving, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so that's what we we have to be very careful with that. Like, um, I'm not saying that we don't serve ourselves, that we don't look after ourselves, that we don't care um, I'm not saying any of that, but what I'm saying is that typically when it comes to like, you know, it's not that difficult to discern when it comes to other religions, when it comes to witchcraft, when it comes to that, it's like, it's usually because it's self-serving, mm -hmm. you know, like Saul, King Saul, 
there's a story in the Bible that King Saul, like he stopped hearing from God. And the moment he stopped hearing from God, he didn't turn back to God. You know, he could have turned back to God. He could have repented. He could have. But what did he do? You know, at the day of the battle, before he was going to go to battle, he didn't go to God. He went to a witch. Oh. You know what I mean? And then the witch basically like didn't do anything because why? He was self-serving. Mm. He was a self-serving king. You know, he was a king that was only looking after himself and he wanted to know what was going to become of him and his kingdom. Wow. And so what happened is that she basically showed him his death. Mm -hmm. And at the end, like he drew a sword and he fell on it and he killed himself. Right. Mm -hmm. He because self-serving purpose. You know what I mean? And so a lot of these religions, a lot of these new age stuff, even even horoscopes and all that, like it's all for the purpose of self-serving. Yeah. I, you know I mean, if, if I could be I'm I'm a transparent person, pretty blunt. And th my therapist was even like, that's really good. Like how transparent you are. <laughs> it, I don't know. Sometimes it's going to kick me. It's going to kick me. Sometimes. Yeah. But like um, so with my season of, of uncertainty, especially like with my relationship, like not really knowing how it's going to go, not knowing how my future is going to be, um, not knowing when I'm going to get married. I was like kind of tempted, like to get my cards right again yeah. and i think i had to truly fight that and remember why i even stopped in the first place is because part of it is because i want to be more godlike and i also don't want to have to experience a experience opening a door that i don't have to open exactly. that had closed a couple years yeah. ago but i feel like that's the devil also like hey like shining the shining the shiny pearl yeah. of trying to get your attention that hey i could have these yeah. answers for you but then God has those answers too. God's right. saying, you know, he's telling me it's going to work out Yeah. for the good. Yeah. It's like me deciding, okay, I got to have faith in that instead of having the shiny pearl shining in my face. Yeah. I got to put my faith in God. And it's, it's, I feel like it's not always the easier walk when you're deciding to put your faith in God. But I think I truly believe that it's the walk that God wants us to be on. Exactly. Yeah. Cause, and that's why he says like narrow is the path. You know what I mean? Wide is the path, but it leads to destruction. But narrow is the path that leads to life because it is a difficult walk. And does it mean that we always get it right or we always get it perfect? No, you know, but we do have to look out for certain things that maybe we're doing in our life that where we have to be like, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah. Like you got to let this go. Uh, one of the my most favorite scriptures also is Psalms uh, 34, where it's like, Delight yourself in the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I wrote that on my mirror the other day. <laughs> I love That's that scripture, crazy. man. Yeah, I wrote that on my mirror the other day because I think, you know, regardless of what happens in the future, God knows that my desire is to be a wife one day and yeah. to have more kids and be in a position where I can have more kids because right now um, I have like, uh, like fertility issues. So I, I feel like I need to put like, I know God knows that's my desire and God's yeah. going to like set me up to have that. Yeah. yeah. And he really does, man. And, and I, I, I've sometimes I'll reflect, like I'll look, I'll look at what I'm going through sometimes and I'll always go back to my past. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, not to reminisce like all oh, the good old days, but I, I always reflect on my past. Number one, because of where God has taken me out mm -hmm. of. But I remember one of the things that when I, it, I had hit a moment in my life when I really wanted to change and I was already addicted, you know, to drugs and, and, and I just was, was just, um, indulged in the life of crime and everything, mm -hmm. what I was doing. And I really truly felt like I couldn't change. 
And so one of the things that I would see during that time was that the ones that were changing, the homies that were changing, were usually changing because now they had a kid, right? Yeah. That's usually like the story, like, hey, where's homeboy so-and-so? Like, oh man, he's got babysit now. Like yeah. he's got, you know. But that's and- what we talked about on the <laughs> podcast for the mom's podcast. Like kid will either like change you for the better or you'll do the opposite. You'd yeah. you be a deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so and so and that was the thing. Like I I does the, that's the thing that I wouldn't see. Mm-hmm. And so what I would see was just like, you know what, they're calming down. But they weren't calming down. They were just more like because they wanted to go out still. They wanted to still be in the mix. And every now and then they would come into the mix and stuff. But I would say, you know what? That's my way out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember like, and I remember even like um, being in, trying to be in, I was very, 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 that was one of the things, man. I don't, I don't know if I talk about it a lot. I know with my wife I do, but I was very, 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 very skeptical about women uh, when I was a teenager. I think you shared it before. Yeah, like I was very like, like I had trust issues, oh, you know, well. not because of the things <laughs> that they had done to me, but because of the things that I would see them do to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I had trust issues with women. So I remember, man, like just being like, man, if I could just get a good girl, get her pregnant. And then and that was it. Like that my life can change. Yeah. And I remember one time I was like I was I was kind of drunk that day. I was like I was probably like I think I was 18 at the, already at that time. And we're right there. We're having a party. And and I got so mad. I'm like, man, because I really wanted to settle down. And I remember just kicking, I kicked the case of beer and I was just mad. And I was just like opening up with my own boys and they're all looking at me like, chill out. Like, like what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? But I was, but it's cause that was, was in my heart. Like that's what was in my heart. Like my, the desire of my heart was to change. And it was one day to have a family, but it was to change, you know, mm-hmm. like, and to change for the good and, and the frustration of not being able to. And so sometimes I'll look back on that and then fast forward to now and I'll be like, man, God, like you really knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You really knew what you were doing because I was not ready to have a kid. Mm-hmm. I was not ready to have a kid. And and the sad thing is like, and not to knock them, but a lot of my friends that ended up having kids, like they're not in their picture anymore. Oh, you know what I mean? Because. Um, same thing what you were saying, like, it's true. Like a kid will either provoke you to change or it will, you know, change you for the bad, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I was reflecting on that too, cause I was doing a happy birthday post for my son that he just turned nine, right? He just turned nine. nine. And when I was putting, I was going to put that, I was going to like, my caption was going to be like, man, he has no idea how he's changed me. But then I'm like, you know what? No, like he has no idea how much he's provoked me to change because I was like, because I was just reflecting. I'm like, you know what? Kids don't change us. Mm -hmm. They provoke us. Mm -hmm. And if we listen carefully, it will provoke us to change for the good. But if we're not careful, it'll provoke us to run. Yeah. As men sometimes, even as women, but more men. men. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I agree. Like uh, with my daughter, I, I. No, I had to like control my anger more because and therapy has been helping me so much with that um, because I don't want her to think that angry anger is acceptable by people you love. I don't mm. want her to like um, it's OK to have her bad days and to like just like have a little bit less patience. I think that's yeah. normal. It's a human in us. But like to like with um, my breakup, I was a little bit like more irritable because mm. I was dealing with my um emotions and sometimes right. i don't like to cry sometimes i show 
my emotions with irritability. But I've learned to just cry. I'm like, okay, if I'm feeling sad, just go ahead and cry instead of yeah, being irritable. But yeah. like, um, I don't want her to see, I don't, she's helping me want to like process things better because mm. I don't want her to think that it's okay to just like shut down people you love just because you're going through it. And my dad did that a lot to me. Um, I don't know that, I don't know if he did that with my older brothers, but I felt like I felt it because when uh, my parents divorced, he, him he would just be so dismissive of me i feel like me more specifically um and you know my therapist kind of says maybe because i looked like my mom a little bit uh, i look mm -hmm. i look like her besides the eyes <laughs> my dad's dark eyes my mom has honey looking eyes so beautiful i wish i had those eyes <laughs> but um I wanted to be that change because my dad's better now like i could talk to my dad about anything yeah but at the time I was going through it emotionally. I needed my dad and I want my daughter to know like if, if she's going through something emotionally, she could come to me. Like the other day she was crying because she wanted her back scratched. But she, <laughs> it took freaking 10 minutes for her to tell me why she was crying. Uh, but yeah. I, want her, I want her to feel comfortable to tell me. Yeah. Like, like Melanie, if you wanted me to scratch your back, you could just tell me. Yeah. So like I just want her to be able to process things better. And yeah. I think it starts with me being an example. Like we model the, those behaviors for our kids. So she's motivating yeah. me to want to change that. Yeah, no, that that really is motivating. It really is because um, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way when it comes to to our kids, is um I'm always trying to uh learn, learn my my own behaviors. You know, mm -hmm. I'm always trying to learn and study my own behaviors, you know, because that's one of my desires is is I'm like, man, you know, I want to be able to understand what I'm going through so that I can under so that I can help them understand when they're going through something or just to explain something to them. You know, if I'm explaining, um, you know, because even in bad days, like I've had moments when I've, you know, I've had my I have my bad days <laughs> mm -hmm. and I've had to kind of uh, pick myself up, clear it up and 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 even transmit that to them you know like where it's like hey daddy just daddy had a bad moment daddy had a bad day but that wasn't right you yeah. know so yeah. i really try to like pick up on that because i want them to understand too like um because i think part of part of why sometimes um it's difficult for for i know for me it's been difficult to let go of people or let go of situations a lot of times because i'm worried about like kind of like the the repercussions emotionally yeah does that make sense yeah. you know i i think that i felt um, that with yeah. my relationship yeah mm -hmm. so i've had to i felt that with it you know in my divorce i i felt that it wasn't so much because of the love factor anymore but it was just because like the repercussions mm -hmm. you know um you know recently we had a big change in our life last year right was it, yeah it's already man it's already been six months huh seven months eight months mm -hmm. I don't even know. Yeah, eight months. Huh? It's been like eight months. Yeah, it's almost going to be a year. So we uh, made a decision this last year. Um, it was it was a big decision. For us, it was a huge decision. For some people, it might be like, ah, that's that's easy. That's whatever. But for us, it was big. We moved from um, um, our known church. You know, that was the yeah. church my wife knew her whole life. She was born into the, that church. Um, that's where I gave my life to Christ and changed my life. Um, so... For as many years that, you know, we were there, you know, that's all we knew. And a lot of the relationships that we had, um, 
were there, mm-hmm. you know. But one of the things that I kind of had to come across was that these relationships, and and, I, and I'm going to try to say this as as calmly and as mm-hmm. as as good as possible, you know, because I don't want it to sound bad. But in all honesty, these relationships were not building mm-hmm. us. They were not building me. They were not building us. And but it was still a very difficult decision, you know, to say. Um, I think it's time for us to walk away from this and start a new chapter in our life. And it was through a lot of prayer. You know, it was through a lot of talking. It was through a lot of frustration because I didn't want to open up about things, how I really felt. So it was very difficult sometimes to open up with my wife, like, hey, this is why I feel this way. Um, You know, I know it took a lot for my wife too. you know, like to because, you know, that's we known that for it wasn't just a year or two. It was. We're talking like more Your than a decade, life. you know, our whole life, you know, and mm-hmm. for her, it was her literally her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes we, I know for me, it was hard to give up the idea that this really was going to be like the closing of that chapter, Yeah, you know, because I think for so long it would kind of be like in and out, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of always left that door open where, you know, but um, I finally came to the place where, um, you know, certain people showed me, you know, who they really were and, and who we, how we stand in their life. So that was enough for me. And that's kind of what you were going back to earlier. It's like, sometimes people will tell you who they are, mm-hmm. right? But we refuse to listen, mm-hmm. you know, or we refuse to accept that th- that's the way they are, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, or maybe you're not priority in their, in, in their list or whatever, you know, and, and that's okay, but I think sometimes depending on the trauma that we go through as kids, how we dealt with things emotionally and things like that, it does affect us yeah. in these decisions as adults. That's a good point that um, I had a come to Jesus moment about that because <laughs> I, I did have a hard time letting go of my relationship for that same reason um, because I like just like the emotions, emotions I didn't want to feel afterwards. Um He's the first man that I had around my daughter. Um, I don't, even now, I don't even like when I start thinking about like dating, the hardest thing for me is having another man around my daughter. I don't ever want that to happen. I think that's why like, you know, I do, you know, for my desire, hope that we can um, come back together. But like, it's also like why, why I had a hard time letting go was for those reasons, like trauma, my abandonment issues, like the pain that comes with that because I think I feel things deeper when people walk out my life, friendships, like that's, jobs, that's me. relationships <laughs> because of my abandonment issues, <laughs> because of my abandonment issues. And I feel yeah. it worse, especially when I love someone like, and it, I love people. Like, exactly. I, I love hard. So like, and yeah. yeah. And I think that's, what's hard. That was hard for me to admit. Yeah. I think that's what was very hard for me to admit is that, you know, and I was now I'm very open about it, even when we talk about it. But I was like, you know, why does I, I and it hurts because you really do want pe- these people in your life. Yeah. You know, I really think that that was a strong desire in my life where I'm like, I want to serve God. I want to be around people that serve God. I want to give back to my church, my church, because that church in all reality, it gave a lot to me. It really did. Like it helped me recover. Mm-hmm. It helped me kick my drug habit. It helped me change my life in, in a lot of ways, you know, mm-hmm. not everything was a bad experience. And so I really wanted to give back. I really wanted to serve 
to my heart, you know, with my whole heart and my whole, and my wife knows like when I go into something, I really do give my whole heart and it's a blessing and it's kind of a curse sometimes, you know, and, but I had to admit that, yeah, like it hurt me. It hurt me when I was trying to give my heart to people and I was trying to serve along with people and I wasn't getting that back. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't getting that same love, that yeah. same acceptance. I felt like that in my relationship. And it was hard. And I think um, what hurt me in my relationship was that, because I was telling him that, like, I'm pouring into you, pouring back into me. Like, this is the things I'm doing to, for you. What are you yeah. doing for me? And it, he, he felt like I was kind of keeping score. And I think sometimes people feel like that. Like, mm-hmm. that... Um, when when you say when you <laughs> when you say you got something to say, JJ girl. No. <laughs> am, am I triggering something that. right now? Mm-hmm. No, just Wait <laughs> until I leave. <laughs> no, we're gonna do this right now, DD. <laughs> Did I do it? <laughs> so so yeah, in the Bible it talks about not keeping score, right? But it wasn't like I was doing it to keep score. It was kind of just like. I was pouring myself so much into it and I wasn't receiving back and it was hurting me. But it's also, maybe this is something you probably could have learned yourself as well as like, you know, don't overextend if you don't have to. Like, and I was overextending when I didn't really have to. Right. And one of my problems, and she's mentioned it a lot too. One of my problems in the other day, I heard a beautiful, like the way they articulated the message about this topic was beautifully Mm-hmm. But they talked about how a lot of times we put expectations on people that they can't meet. Yeah, we, we talked and about that. And I've done that. Yes, I've yeah. been guilty of that. My wife has told me over and over, you know, even in our relationship, that was one of um, unspoken expectations mm-hmm. where I would like, I, I would just kind of, well, I, I expect that. Because I'm not very picky. Like she knows I'm not, I'm not a picky guy. Like I'm not picky about food i'm not picky i'm not the type that comes like um why isn't the house clean like i'm not that type of guy like i really am i'm very i feel like i'm very laid back when it mm-hmm. comes to certain things but there are moments when there are unspoken expectations and um we've gotten so much better at that but in friendships i admit that i have done that mm-hmm. And that's when I just, I was like, you know what? Like, um, cause this person was saying when she was talking about that issue, she's like, you can't do that. You can't do, I think it was Alicia Keys that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alicia Keys It was Alicia it. Keys, yeah. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah, she was, yeah, there's a reel out there with Alicia Keys. And she talks about that. She's like, man, stop putting um, these expectations on people that you know can't meet yeah. that expectation. Like it's not fair to them. And it's not fair. It's not really not fair to them. You're setting them up for failure. Exactly. And I, I think I think my ex had sent that to me before. Because <laughs> I've done that. You know, I yeah. I feel I recognized that. Like I did and I stopped. But by the time I recognized that and stopped, we were already like breaking up. Yeah. But like um, it's hurtful for the other people. It really does hurt them because you're setting them up for failure. You're also not yeah. accepting them for who they are. And, and it's like, it's not fair to put expectations on someone when yeah. they don't even know that they're supposed to be doing that for you. Like, or they're, right. they're, not, they're not even entitled to do that for you. Exactly. So that's, that's um, it's hurtful for them. No, definitely. And I think that's why kind of kind of going full circle with, with our transition with, you know, when enough is enough, having to let go and starting a new chapter in our life. That was one of the things, like at the end of the day, we kind of had to understand, like, you know what? I had to understand more than anything, like it's, it's, it's not even about that anymore. It's about, they have 
their expectations. Mm -hmm. They are working at what they are working at. Their vision is their vision. What they're doing for the church is what they're doing, what they're doing for them themselves and all that. It's for them. You know what I mean? And that's what they're comfortable with. And we had to come to a, a decision, you know, a determination where it's like, yeah, you know what? It's not even about, um, it's not even about the relationships anymore. It's about our vision as a family doesn't yeah. align anymore there. Yeah. You know? That's good. And I think that's what really, I feel in me, brought me more peace when it was like, yeah, you know what? It's not even about agreement, disagreement, who likes me, who doesn't like me. It's Now it's just more about the fact that, you know what? God is leading us towards something different and our vision doesn't align with them anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And that's okay, you know? And I think that sometimes, that's why doing the work is so important, mm-hmm. you know, when... Because there's times where we can say enough is enough, but we're just toxic. You're just toxic. You know, yeah. like we're, we like we don't want to deal with anything yeah. and we want to victimize ourselves and we want to blame everyone else. And we don't realize like, you know, why, you know, why'd you quit that job? Like, because they were this, because they were that. <laughs> like, nah, like you weren't a good worker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it takes, it takes you weren't a good worker. Yeah, t- yeah. Yeah. You weren't a good worker. You were always showing up late. So, yeah, they they. They treated you like like the way they treated you because of this and that. You know what I mean? So, you know, so sometimes like, yeah, like cutting people off. It's not just cutting people off. It's understanding. It's being able to understand. And that's why I love that mix of like, man, you know what? It's where is God leading me? Mm-hmm. And then also what are the things that I have to do in my life? So Holy Spirit, you know, together, because I love the Holy Spirit is it convinces us of, of truth. He convicts us. He convinces of the truth and then he counsels us and he comforts us. And so we're able to be like, okay, God, like what, what, what are you leading me to? Mm-hmm. You know what, yeah. what this decision that's in front of me. Okay. You know, am I staying in this just because it's self-serving because it feels good? Or am I staying in this because you know what, there's, there's something here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and is it just me? Is it just me? Do I need to get better at certain things? If I need to get better at certain things, then okay, um, help me to change. Mm-hmm. Show me the things that I need to change. Show me the areas in my life. Is, is there sin in my life somewhere that I need to kind of start cutting off that I need to be more aware of? Okay, you know, and we start working together with God, with the Holy Spirit. And more often than not, you know, it's it's uh, the Word of God. I love the Word of God. And the Word of God says, it, it describes itself as a double-edged sword. You know, it's a double-edged sword that has the ability to pierce through the most toughest, through bone, through tendon, mm-hmm. through everything. Like it pierces, it pierces our soul, it pierces inside and it interprets our deepest thoughts, our deepest desires. And when we align our deepest thoughts and our deepest desires with God's word, it more likely than not, we'll be like, okay, all right, I get the message, God. Yeah. I got to change this. It's yeah. not it's not them. It's me. Yeah. I I had that moment the the final time that me and my ex decided to go our separate ways. <laughs> 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 or he did. I don't have the courage to walk away. I didn't have the courage to walk away, away from him. It was always him. But like that like I feel like this time it was like okay god, like you got my attention. I don't want to keep going through this. What can I do now moving forward? So um, do you want to start closing with how do we move forward when yeah. we want to hold on? Yeah, yeah, go for it. How, 
how would you move forward when you want to hold on? I think you kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, I I did. I did. I kind of like that's been my most recent experience. Um, because yeah, it was, yeah, and it and it it was a big decision. Like when I think about it, it really was. Yeah, Yeah. because we, you know, we it's a it's it was our family church. You know, you could say Mm -hmm. like you know, um, my father in law, he's the pastor there. You know, it's her dad. Um, brothers serve there. Um, my grandkids also, my grandkids, my kids also, you know, love, you know, they love the, they love, they love the, they love the children's, (laughs) you know, they love the children's ministry there. Cause I was part of the children's ministry, you know, so I always thrive to try to make it exciting for kids. And then the children's directors that were there, they were great people, you know, and, and so it was, there was, there was a lot of great people, you know, in that church that we knew. Um, but man, it was, I think at the end of the day, like just knowing, you know, I think God had our, God showed me that I was already prolonging the process for the longest. Yeah. Like I really was yeah. like, I knew in my heart of hearts that it was time to move on mm-hmm. fr- from a long time ago. You know, but I think that I was still in a way like I was still holding on to to a vision that wasn't mine. Yeah. You know, and I think that sometimes like we as people, we can hold on to a vision that's not ours. Or, or not even that. Sorry, because it can be the other way around. We have a vision and it doesn't align with theirs. Yeah. Um, right. Because. Well, I don't know if that no, no. a big difference. Yeah, well, because I said that earlier. I said that that the vision, but but what I'm but what I'm trying to say is that um is the vision that a lot of times we hold on to a vision that is somebody else's, you know, because we in a way we see ourselves because in a way like, and I think that it goes back to the problem of not understanding our identity, mm-hmm. you know, and when we don't understand our identity or we. And that was one of the things that it was hard for me to accept was that I was an easily influenced person growing up. I was a person that struggled with rejection. Mm-hmm. I was a person that was a people pleaser. I was a lot of these things. And so if I didn't have in a way, like if I didn't feel like I was fulfilling one of those things, then it would feel like I was rejected. Mm-hmm. It would feel like people didn't like me. It would feel like um, people are going to. So moving away from that it was scary personally because i was like if i leave who am i going to be now Mm -hmm. what am i going to thrive for like what am i going to do like who am i you know without giving myself credit that i am a dad i am a husband you know i am a coach when i coach i i am a friend you know because i the friends that i do have like i do friend them you know i do i love on them you know i am a son you know, I am a brother, you know, I am a lot of things, you know what I mean? But a lot of times we can, when we struggle, and that's why it's so important to understanding who you are. And that's why therapy and counseling is so crucial when you have childhood traumas, because you need to learn to get to the root of things. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn to get to the root of things. And I'm so glad that I was able to get to the root of things because this time around, when, when I was serving in ministry, when I was doing all these things, I, it started to become more clear that this this isn't who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, this is who maybe the vision that is presented for me wants me to be, but that's not who I am anymore. And that's why kind of what Jeanette was saying right now. It's like, then you start to form your own vision. 
you know, you start to allow God to form his vision in your life and show you your identity and show you your identity in your family and the vision for your family. And once you start to align that, then yeah, that's where frustration happens. And I think in the moments of frustration, because I went through months of frustration, right, babe? Mm -hmm. It was months of frustration, but I didn't want to just leave, mm -hmm. you know, because I said, if I leave, then I'm going to let my frustration win. I'm going to let everything, I'm going to let the, the enemy of my life and everything win because that's exactly what it wants. I'm like, no, I need to stick it out. I need to keep praying about this and I need to let go of this in the most peaceful way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and understanding that God is in control, you know? And so going through that period, it was like that frustration at the same time, it was peeling out all these bad layers, you know? And that, and that's why at the end we were able to leave knowing and understanding that, hey, this is a great vision. You guys have a great purpose, but this no longer aligns with with us, with our family. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's really good. I'm like yeah. I think I had the same reasons for my <laughs> relationship. Like um, it would trigger my abandonment, me feeling like my negative self-talk, like I'm not worthy of love. I am not loved. Like, you know, I felt like if I had left that relationship, I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I had failed. I failed my daughter because I like couldn't keep a relationship, like a guy mm, in her life. Yeah. Um, but I also knew that for a while that I had to let him go because he has to figure out his life. Yeah. Apart from me, I had to figure out my life apart from him. Right. And now I'm in a place where I am allowing God to guide me. And I, I, I am not going to lie. I throw my tantrums with God because <laughs> especially the other day I was like, I, I am such a strong prayer and I believe God answers my prayers pretty quick. Um, I was like so fed up with being sad. I was like, God, I am tired of this. I do not want to be sad anymore. Do what you have to do. So I don't have to be sad. And I woke up I don't, like feeling refreshed. Like it was <laughs> yeah. the first time where I was like, Darlene, you're the shiznit. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, my, I stopped yeah. having negative self-talk. I was like, I am loved. My dad loves me. I could talk to him about whatever. I could go yeah. to his house and I could cry on his shoulder if I wanted to. Yeah. That's the man I need right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I need God as well. But like, like when I'm craving you know, that physical affection, that love from a man. I could go to my dad. Yeah. Who can, who, who can say that? Not a lot of people could say that. Yeah, that's I, true. I have my dad that will hold me while I'm crying. That would tell me that he loves me and tell me that I'm the love of his life. Mm. And I think that's beautiful. And I feel like that's where I started to feel like more worthy of love. Yeah. You started to see, and it, it kind of goes back to that. Like it's that frustration period that hurts. Mm. It's that frustration period that's ugly. Yeah. But then if we are obedient and we listen to his voice and we talk to God. And, and that's a beautiful thing too. A lot of times people, no, 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 don't ever question God. No, like let, it's okay. It's okay to like question God. It's okay to talk to God. I think God wants that. Yeah. You know, God wants us to, to yeah. ask him questions. God wants us to talk to him, you know? And, but once we do that, like that frustration starts to disappear little by yeah. little because we are allowing his voice to become more audible in our lives. And when we allow God's voice to become more clear in our lives, that's why the Bible says, like, be anxious about nothing. Mm -hmm. But in everything with prayer and supplication, 
you know, come to the Lord and what, and he will uh, give you a peace that surpasses all understanding, you know, and a lot of times like we think that, no, no, this isn't worthy of taking to God. No, take it to God. Yeah, that's what Like God wants myself. you to, God wants you to. I feel to. like that's the enemy that's like, no, you can't go to God for that. Yeah, even today, oh, that's dumb. That's stupid. That, yeah. Even today I was like, I had, you know, some thoughts um, and I was just like, Oh my god and i was like oh yeah i could pray to god like I was yeah like, I was, before i started getting anxious i was like i could literally pray to god right now yeah i could literally be like god this is this is crazy i don't understand what's going on yeah. but i think that's what's been helping me and i think when it comes to like um letting go of things that no longer serve us yeah. is that acknowledging like you said that that sometimes some things are not god's will anymore for that moment that right. we're god's trying to direct us on a different path and you know we prolong everything. We have longer growing pains if we decide to be in that situation longer than we need to be. Yeah. No, yeah. It a hundred percent. I'm so glad you kind of touched on that and 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 yeah, it's uh I'm so glad that you brought this subject up. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know there's a lot of people out there where again it could be a job, it could be a career, you know, it could be, you know, should I go into entrepreneurship? Should I change my career? Should I get a more stable job? And I think that those are all decisions that no one can ever answer for us. Mm -hmm. But I think we kind of did a good job in, you know, formulating kind of like, hey, look, like, you know, here's some tips. Here's some advice. Here's some questions that you can ask yourself um, about the situation that you're in, you know, because everyone's different. You know, mm -hmm. everyone, you know, recently this last year, you know, I had an opportunity, you know, we've been self-employed full-time together for about what like two years now Three yeah okay. so it's been you know like where and and god has really blessed us you know it, it hasn't been easy but god's really blessed us and this last year um kind of towards the end of the year like i got an offer from someone that really liked how i worked and mm -hmm. and they were you know and they're great people great people great company and um you know i was gonna have my own work vehicle you know, like, mm -hmm. I was like, dang, like, it looked pretty. Like, everything was like, you know, but I just like, and I almost felt like taking it, you know, mm -hmm. because as a man, you know, I'm like, I want to be a provider, of course. you know, so I'm like, I think, I think I just, I think I got to just do this, you know, it, it feels good, you know, but having a talk with my wife and then having, you know, and just, you know, and, and it's a great feeling. And that's why I, it always goes back to that. It's a great feeling knowing your identity, mm -hmm. knowing who you are and knowing who God is in your life and knowing the vision that God has put and purposed in your heart. Like that's individual work that each person has to do, because when moments come like I was like, man, I should just take it. But then I I reminded myself like the words that were spoken over me, the different things that were and I'm like, you know what? Like, I know that if I take this, you know, it's going to consume me, you know, because it is a very, it's a very um, hands-on job that I was going to go into. It was going to take a lot of my time, a lot of driving, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, you know what? No, like God has made clear what we're doing and yeah. what we're doing here. And even with the podcast and even with, with what we're doing with our kids and everything. And I had to just be like, you know what? Thank you, but no. Yes. You know? I've had that with, um, you know, when I was looking for jobs, I had many job opportunities that like, I had many job opportunities, a lot that didn't give me job offers, but a lot that did give me job offers. Yeah. And I had to remind myself 
what it was that I felt like was not going to serve me. Some of it was going to um, take away time from my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a job that was flexible enough so I could go be with my daughter right. if I needed to. If I, ne- if I need to work from home, I could work from home. And like, I'm telling you, the job that I have right now, God checked the box. Yeah. Every single box. And it's wild. I'm still like, oh my God. Yeah. But that was that's my testimony that God will, no matter all the rejections, all the times I had to say no, all the times I had to let go, <laughs> the kids are having a party in the other yeah, room. <laughs> all the times that I had to let go. Um, yeah. That God, that's a reminder to me that God is going to answer my prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful testimony. No, yeah, that's that's a beautiful testimony. It really is. And so, and that's why I encourage people, man, you got to find, because there's people that will, they'll rely their whole life or base their whole life on somebody else's vision. Mm -hmm. And I think in the beginning phase, it's okay. We all need guidance. We all need mentorship. And there's nothing wrong with having that in our life. There's nothing wrong with having an individual, a person that we respect, that has more experience, that to speak into our life. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I believe we need to have that. I have people like that in my life that I love and respect, and I appreciate their counsel so much. But at the end of the day, like you have to figure your identity out in Christ. You have to know who you are. Because I've seen the other side of the coin where I've seen people leave jobs, you know, that were never, they were never told to leave jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen people go start churches that they were never told to go start a church. You know what I mean? And the ones who suffer are their family, Mm -hmm. themselves and their family, you know, and, 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 and it's sad because there's people that pride themselves in, you know, and envisioning people like that, you know, and to start this, to start that. And it's like, dude, you didn't even, you don't even get the green card from God to yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that to people? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a piece of furniture that you're, you're, Hey, here, here's a piece of furniture. Take mm-hmm. care. You know, they're people and they're people's lives that, um, you are guiding, you know what I mean? And, and so one of the best counsels is like, find your identity in Christ so that whatever decisions do come your way, that you're confident that you are at peace with mm-hmm. God and with your family that, Hey, I'm at peace with this, this decision. I know everybody might not see eye to eye with this decision, but please trust that, you know what? God's got me. And, and, and God has, you know, I've been in that intimacy with God and, and I feel peace with this decision. Mm-hmm. Because that way, because at the end of the day, like if we don't establish, the sooner we establish that, I feel the better we're going to be at this. Yeah. The more, the quicker we heal, the quicker we identify things in our lives and the quicker we identify our identities in Christ, the less we're going to struggle with this. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. going to be easier to be like, you know what? And the most, and we don't have to be, you know, um, mean about it. It can be like, Hey, um, you guys are cool people, but I just, you know, you, and sometimes you don't even have to tell people. Sometimes it's just like, if you know that a friendship doesn't serve you anymore, like it's going to be easy for you and it's going to be peaceful for you to walk away from mm-hmm. that. If it's a relationship, you're going to be at peace and at ease to walk away from that. If it's a job, if it's a change of career, if it's, you're going to be at ease, you're going to be at peace. Why? Because you know who you are and you know your identity in Christ. I love that. So I think that's a good way to close this one. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I think it kind of helped also with the closing, the the closing too to kind of because right now I'm actually thinking I'm like talking as you guys are talking I'm kind of like thinking about like 
relationships or even just like how past things like like okay so you guys are saying like to move on and everything like after like like right now that my husband was saying like to let go and stuff like that you know like it's okay like you know but i think a lot of people are gonna kind of still question like what to do after saying okay i'm gonna let go Mm. you know i know we might be in time but what would you encourage though like okay um yes i know that maybe now they know like okay yeah they're not serving me or it's just not healthy right now um or we're not just we're not like we're not you equally yoked right now you know so maybe we do need to spend some time apart or maybe i do need to back up okay how would you encourage that person what to do in those moments now what well, can they do um, so that they don't feel like maybe alone? Of course, like we need God. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Like we all need God. Like that should be our first priority is be have God in the center of our lives. Mm-hmm. But again, we're human. Yeah. Right. And knowing that maybe we'll feel bad, mm-hmm. you know, we'll feel guilty. We'll feel ashamed of, of having to let go. Mm-hmm. What would you maybe encourage like well, that person? Let's say I think one you could you could you could do things in a health unhealthy way when you're when you do choose to let go and then you're moving on um you know let's say it's a relationship but you're filling the gap with other people you know lusting over other people you know people you start to hook up with others but you're not doing the work still and i think when you are choosing to let go it's like okay that's your time to ask god what guide me on what i'm going to do now at this moment um so for me instead of filling the gap with you know, dating other people, I'm trying to fill the gap of spending more time with my daughter, spending more time with my friends that I've been neglecting because I was in a relationship or because I was in school. Yeah. Um, but what's been helping me is therapy. Um, I've been focusing more on therapy and my mental health. And um, we had like a really good, like, I guess kind of like a breakthrough in therapy. I'm just going to talk a little bit on it. She wanted me to talk to the 14 year old Darlene whenever I start to have these feelings. Um, so I think what what um, you can do when you're in a period of letting go is recognize what's triggering those emotions because sometimes our emotions are not your adult self. It's not adult Darlene. I was feeling sad, angry, frustrated because inner child Darlene was getting so hurt. So when I was choosing, when I decided to like start moving forward and accept letting go, I was talking, I started talking to 14-year-old Darlene. Mm. Darlene, it's okay to let go. Yeah. It's okay to walk away. Darlene, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. It's it's gonna be okay. Like, look at all the things that you went through. And like, I'm gonna make you proud one day. You know, like I was telling myself that I'm gonna yeah. make you proud one day. We're gonna get through this. Like, that's I was imagining 14-year-old Darlene in my head, closing my eyes, um, telling myself those things. And that's what's been helping me. Yeah. To let go. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, that's really good. And I'll, I'll kind of piggyback about that a little bit too. But um, like in like the Bible says, uh, in the multitude of in the multitude of counsel, there's wisdom, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm a, I'm a big believer. And that was one of the things I was like, you know what, um, when it came to making certain decisions in my life, um, I'm so grateful for um, my mentor and my pastor now, Pastor Aaron. Um, you know, he really surrounded me. Um, you know, and it's crazy because his dad was my mentor. His dad passed away during COVID, Pastor Armando, and he was my mentor. And it's crazy because I never knew this, but his dad, his dad told him, he's like, 
uh, it was, you know, they were barely getting to know me at that time. Like I met them, I want to say like in 2012, 11 or 12 or something like that. That's when I first met them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm like, what'd you think about me when you first met me? And he's like, he's like, honestly, man, like I, just, I didn't know. I really, you know, he's like, but I'll never forget what my dad told me. He's like, my dad told me this about you. He's like, don't listen to his head. Listen <laughs> to his heart. <laughs> and and I was just, I started to laugh because I was like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't get me or don't get us a lot of times because, yeah, we we feel a lot with our heart mm-hmm. and we speak a lot from our heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and that was one of the things I, and we need people that can understand us, Yeah, you know, not just tell us what we want to hear. And that's very difficult for this generation, I feel. And so I want to encourage, if you're listening to this, to don't give up on looking for people that truly want to see the best out of you, whether it be, I mean, I encourage you to look for a church community. Mm-hmm. Look for a church community that is going to love on you, that is going to embrace you, that is going to build you up spiritually. Because a lot of times, let's be real, what we feed is what's going to grow. Yeah, You know, if we feed our flesh, our flesh is going to grow. Mm-hmm. If we feed our spirit, our spirit is going to grow. So we need people that are going to feed our spirit. And like I said, all these other things, they can be great, but let's be honest, a lot of things are Mm self-serving. And we forget that our life is designed to glorify God. Now, it doesn't mean that we're like, oh, you know, he's a dictator and he just wants us. No, like, of course he wants us to live our life and we're going to live our life, right? But at the same time, we need to come to that understanding of, man, you know what? That's how we're going to find our identity in Christ, you know? It's not just going to church. It's not just, um, you know, singing a song here and there. Like it's going to be by cultivating that intimate relationship with Christ and then surrounding ourselves with people. And I want to, that's why I want to piggyback off what you said and therapy, you know, because I really believe that therapy and counseling, it's the art of us being able to come to understand who we are emotionally, mentally. Because like you said, a lot of us, we got lost at 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us got lost at 15. Some of us got lost at five years old. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, there's so many people that are lost and your whole life. You've been dictating who you are based off other people. And I want you to know that that doesn't have to be the case. Like go to therapy, do the work, allow someone to help you so that you can heal those areas. So you can bring awareness to those areas And you can start understanding what is it that happened to you at 12, 13, 14, 15 years old? When did you start to lose yourself? When did you start to struggle with your identity? When did you start to struggle with responsibility? When did you start to struggle with loving yourself and loving others? When did you start to struggle with people pleasing, with all these, with whatever the case may be? So I feel a combination of and I person and I don't say anything, and I know Darlene's same way. We don't say anything that we don't do ourselves. That was, that's something that I do myself. I have people in my life that I allow to speak into me, to check on me. Um, I have a beautiful congregation that loves on us, loves on my family. And then at the same time, I have counseling, I have therapy that I go to. And and so so I feel that at the same time, 
it's not just letting go, but it's letting go and then preparing yourself to do the work so that then the next relationship or the next situation that you may find yourself in, you're better equipped, you're better prepared. You got discernment. You know, there's a scripture, there's a proverb in the Bible that I love. It says like wisdom, um, it says my son, hold on to wisdom like like a necklace around your neck, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's so true. Like we have to be young men and young women out there that don't just hold on to things that because they look pretty, but we hold on to things because we know the value. And there's nothing more valuable, in my opinion, than having wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And they, it'll get us a lot through life. So. Yeah. So that was Offbeat Podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, man. Um, that This was an awesome episode. Amazing. Thank you again yeah. for... I, I feel like we could have gone all day. Yeah. About it. I, no. feel like, I feel like we talk a lot, but like it's because we have so many experiences that yeah. we love to share with others and... I feel like, you know, God's going to continue to put me through experiences. And I, you know, if you want to talk to either of us and um, talk more about letting go and about your situation, reach out to us. And if you yeah. want prayer, reach out to us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'd love to pray with you for real. So, but yeah. Awesome episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, uh, continue to share these episodes continue to get these into the eyes of people friends family um thank you guys so much for all the support keep us in prayer keep us in uh you know as we continue to do this if you want to support in any way shape or form if you would love to support us um financially with a gift or something like that hit us up you know hit us up and we'll definitely uh plug that in um check us out on instagram too tiktok uh, Facebook, we're all over the place. Uh, it's, you know, what's cool is that, um, a lot of people that, that I have a lot of tax clients. And so a lot of my tax clients will be like, Hey, I saw you on TikTok. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. So I'll be like, I'll be like, for real? And they were like, yeah, yeah. They're like, cause I heard, and I was like, I recognize your voice. And then I was like, and then I, so I scroll back up and it was you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, heck yeah, that's tight. So, that's cool. No, but it's cool. You know, they're like, yeah, no, we love what you're doing. We love what you, you know, love the messages that you're putting out there. So, mm -hmm. so that's cool. So follow us, TikTok, Instagram. Oh, um, we have Instagram. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, you're not? Uh, I don't have TikTok no more. Oh. Like, I was scrolling for so no long. No wonder I was like, so I would try to tag you on TikTok. Really? Uh, TikTok? Yeah. Cause I'm like. I know she had a TikTok. I did. You it's, did, it's right? Because I was spending too much time on TikTok. <laughs> hey, See? TikTok would take you down a rabbit hole. I had to let go of TikTok. <laughs> Unbreak my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, but follow us. Thank you guys so much. Um, this was Offbeat Podcast. Let's go. Sometimes life happens. We see you. And you feel all alone we feel you. with nowhere to go. We got you. So many questions unanswered. We understand. Yeah. And you feel like you can't. That's right. But God rest with your own thoughts. Uh, uh. This is for you. Yeah. When life happens and it makes Come. you feel like you are. You're off the beat. Off, off the beat. Off the beat. Off, off the beat. Off the beat. The beat. Real authentic conversation. Conversation. conversation.